Hey there guys, this is Cody and Nicole is here with me and I am introducing this episode because Cole is making me. Yep, he asked if I wanted to lead in or if he wanted to lead in. He's like, so uh, do you want to start this one or do I want to start this one? And I was like, you can start it. And he was like, oh, I was really hoping that you'd say you would do it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> here's the thing. You shouldn't have given me the opportunity if you weren't ready to commit to it. So here we are. I'm making him commit to it. Keep going. Yeah, here we are with a lazy start now because I didn't really want to do it and Cole's making mm -hmm. it. That's, that's showbiz, mm -hmm. baby. I'm like a child who's mom just told you to go clean your room and you go and like throw some stuff in some drawers and it's like halfway cleaning it <laughs> yeah and i can tell i'm about to open up this closet door mister and if any of your shit falls out i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> here i go i'm opening it oh look at all this stuff that fell out idiot you didn't clean up the room well <laughs> got him I kind of wish that would actually work. Like that's like in the cartoons and stuff where like a kid like shoves all the stuff in the closet and closes the door. And I'm like, man, I feel like I couldn't do that. I mean, I don't need a closet. I could just <laughs> just like just shove all your stuff into it. It's like, oh well, I'm never opening that door again. <laughs> anyway, here we are back with episode 22 of KWC. Oh yeah, 22. Wow, we are we are up there, aren't we? Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling twenty. How old am I? Twenty three. <laughs> I didn't even realize like what you're doing at first, and like now that I do. Well, I was gonna. This quote is a good Taylor joke. Swift. This. I was gonna quote Taylor Swift, but then I was like, uh, if she did happen to listen to it, she'd be pissed. Oh yeah, she is a litigious individual, so. Uh, so I was like, maybe I'll go after my own age. I'm like, how old am I? Uh, you can, we can say uh, 23 and me. Wait, hold on, that's already a thing too. Oh, yikes. Um, you, we can say 24, and you know what's funnier than 24? 25. 25, and that's how old Nick I am. Nickelodeon on our butts. Anyway, <laughs> so this episode is going to be about hometowns. Uh, we were thinking of the topic, uh, throwing it around, munching on it, you know, stepping on it, well, stuff like that. Well, well uh, Getting all the creative juice out of it. Yeah, and now we've got a creative raisin. So, uh, man, I wish I had some raisins. Anyway, so we were thinking hometowns because someone has taken a little bit of a trip down south. And is home. Who might that be? As I sit me? in my house in <laughs> Dahlonega. <laughs> yeah, I took a six-hour drive further south mm -hmm. uh, from North Carolina. Uh, and I came all the way down here just for a shower, man. Yeah, just sometimes, you know, that shower at home is just the one that you miss the most. So you got to go um, take it. Yep, yep. Came all the way down here for a bridal shower. Oh, hold on. So. So you're showering the bride? This sounds weird. Uh, I, I figure you know, she could do I really that don't herself. Know why they, I really don't know why they got that name. I guess you're showering them with gifts and stuff. That's that's probably like my go-to. Like That would be my guess. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm down here. So uh, thus the topic of hometowns came up and we're like, you know, we can munch on this for a while. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, hometowns in general, we, we were discussing it a little bit. And we were both in agreement that I think the home the hometown, doesn't matter what town it is, but the hometown gets a bad rap. Uh, it's very, I would say most people undermine their hometown when they're there 
during their high school years. Yeah. I mean, I very much did. Like, when I was hanging out with people, I was like, man, there's nothing to do in this town but eat. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't a whole lot to do. And, like, here's the thing. Uh, we we talk about our hometown being Milledgeville. Technically, it's not. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be technical, it's Haddock and Coopers. And in those two towns, they're small. There, there really is nothing to do. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing you can Unless do is you drive really out. Enjoy yeah, I'll say, unless you really enjoy going to the post office, getting gas, or going to uh, an antique store in Haddock. I think you can drive by a fire station in Cooper's. There's a volunteer fire station, but that's technically, uh, that's technically just Jones County's or Gray's or something. No, I, think, I don't think it's really Haddock. I think it's Ball. Uh, for you, uh, for Haddock, yeah, it's probably one of those two. But, um, yeah, so there really isn't anything. So our next town up would be... Well, for me, it'd be Ivy, but but we're just gonna go ahead and jump up to Milledgeville, one that actually shows up on a map. I've always considered Milledgeville my hometown because uh, Haddock's not big enough for me to consider a town. Yeah, and y'all went to school in it, so. Um, I'll say we spent a lot of time. We there. spent quite. We did our grocery shopping there half the time, so it's it's hometown territory, and there really isn't a whole lot to do in it other than eat. Yeah, but to be fair though, I, we still undermined it. There, it's a pretty nice town. It's got a lake. It's got, you know, your typical amenities: bowling, uh, movie theater, mm-hmm. uh, it's a got roller a rink. Good. It does have a roller rink. It used to have batting cages too. Oh, not anymore. No. Um, no, but it's got your typical amenities you see in most towns. But then it's also got a pretty good downtown scene, from what I understand, and it's got a lot of great restaurants downtown. It that's for used sure. to have them all. And it still yeah. does, but it's more like a skeleton of a one. Shell of them all. Yeah. yeah. It's ever since they took out that fountain in the middle. Yeah, that fountain was pretty dope, and then it was just like that's what brought everybody in. Mm-hmm. People are like, I just want to see some moving water. That lake's just too boring. It doesn't move. And then they move the fountain, and it's like, oh. So, yeah, like Milledgeville ain't bad. Um, see, one thing I've kind of got against Milledgeville, like as far as like the lake is concerned. If you don't have a friend that has a lake property or a boat or, or a anything boat. like that, the lake really isn't anything. The lake means nothing to me. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at with the lake. It's just like, eh, I mean, it's there. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like, if you don't have a boat or if you don't know anybody that has lake property. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I always knew somebody that had a boat or lake property. You so also was, went to a nice. private school. Not my fault. That's, I mean, no, but I feel like, <laughs> y- do you see where I'm coming from, though? <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, so why why does the hometown get a bad rap? Do you think, so far, like, where how I think about it is um, since you spend most of your, like, growing life there, I think people are just, like, one, either eager to to get a chance to get out and to try new things or maybe it's like i know for some it's like a representative of like say you went to school in your hometown and it's like oh well i was either bullied or i was like in a really weird awkward stage of my life and so it's like a chance to like start anew yeah and like i think for some people it's also like a sign of for some people, they feel like that's a sign of success that they get out of their hometown for some reason. Oh, absolutely. I think leaving the place that you're from is fundamental to the American success story or whatever. 
that it's like it's almost universal because it's like people talk about like leaving no matter what because i would say that like for instance compton uh, that's not really a georgia thing but it's like it's not necessarily a small town either it's an urban environment but getting out of that area is seen as like i did it you know a success story yeah yeah. so so i feel like some people see that as like their hometown to be like oh i'm getting out of my hometown mm -hmm. so i succeeded first but with that being said i definitely don't think the people who stay in their hometown have failed anyway yeah no clear like Uh, i think it's unfair because like some people it's like also just a matter of like what you want out of life and right now some people just don't want to go out and they don't want to spread their wings and do totally different things and like because it's it's kind of a lonely journey when you first move out of that area where you know everything and everybody lord yes it is and depending on how you do it like maybe you go off to college and you know a lot of people that go to college with you but maybe you don't maybe you just go out by yourself or maybe you go out to college and gotta get out of this town you know yeah that could be a lonely story you know oh yes and and Especially if you just, like, leave, like, I'm going to go to New York to pursue my dreams of being an actress. And, like, <laughs> and now I'm a, like, I mean, that's a, that's a trope, but. And the people you know who would help you, they're a lot further away, so mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot more difficult for them to help you. Yeah, like, you leave you the safety net. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, think I could definitely see it as a sign of, like, strength. They're like, oh, I, I forged my own path it's, uh, out of here or it's, something. I think it's just like also chasing a story like you yeah. you want that story of like well when I was younger I did this and if I succeeded then great but if I didn't it's like now I can move back home and say if I did have friends who didn't leave I can go like well when I lived in New York or whatever and like it could be <laughs> kind of like a it could be kind of a jerk thing to do maybe but you can hold that over the people who didn't leave if you were that type of person. Um, not saying that I am that type of person or that I'm demonizing these type of people, but I feel like I also know these kind of people too. So um, I see it could also be like that 1800s vase that you buy and put on your dining room table, dining room table just for people to ask, "Oh, what is this?" And you're like, "Oh, funny, you should ask." Oh yeah, that's my. <laughs> it's like a, it's a nice conversation starter to be like, "Oh yeah, I used to live in say you know Denver or you know Juneau, Alaska." That's definitely uh, something that's a like conversation starter yeah it's it's definitely like a thing that when you're like going to the ingles back home and then you run into somebody that's like oh, how you been hey oh, we're been in denver weren't or, you weren't know, you uh didn't you go off to like where you been these past couple years didn't you go off to live in location it's like yeah. oh yeah that either went well or it didn't and uh yeah now i think another common trope for why your hometown is typically undermined is you have to think about it. when you're living there, most of your life while you're living there, you can't drive mm-hmm. and you're missing out on a lot of other personal freedoms. So really what you did in that town was whatever your parents did. So I imagine it got old pretty quick. It's like, oh, wow, we're going to the library again, mom? Or Yeah, like you know, I, whatever. I'm, yeah, like. <laughs> so I think that's another thing. You only see what you've all like always done. It's hard for you to see something different. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what I like to think about is I like to think about the perspective of Milledgeville. From my point of view, like, I feel like I know everything about Milledgeville. I've seen everything, so nothing really excites me. Like, Deep Roots is just a thing that happens every year. Yeah. But 
if I try and think about it from like a college perspective, someone who came down from Atlanta, because that's pretty common for GCNSU. Yeah. Uh, and they've never been to Milledgeville, and they're like, man, Milledgeville is awesome. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, you're... <laughs> you just eat here. And they're like, no, nah, downtown's great. You got the lake and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess it is pretty good if you look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at all the good things. Yeah, if you look at the good things and know sure. none of the bad <laughs> things. And, like, man, I can't wait to get away from this town and, then, like, the, the stop signs downtown that are really hard to see because the tree limbs grow over them because there's so many darn trees in Milledgeville. Um, which, you know, was originally a joke that we did to poke fun at our, uh, brother John, but to be honest, he's kind of right. <laughs> Cause I also went to school in downtown Milledgeville for a little while and, um, I didn't run them because I'm a responsible driver, but they were hard see, to see. But John also hit a school bus. Yeah. So he hit so a school bus. So it kind of loses a little bit of valid validity. Yeah. Like, I don't know if y'all have. Uh, seen this commercial, but ages ago when Twinkies <laughs> were Twinkies still in existence, and like it, something would see a it's yellow like a item, squirrel, and it's like, oh, it's a Twinkie, and it runs smack into it, and it turns out it's like a school bus or like some other big yellow and object. And it's like, where's the cream There's filling? Like, <laughs> so we would make fun of him that he was trying to get the cream filling of the school bus. Um, no, no kids, nobody was injured. Um, I, I mean, his pride on the bus at the time. Yeah. That's about it. And it's because we kept digging that wound. Hey, how's this feel? Like, I don't know, t- 10 years later, uh, us still yeah, talking about it. can't wait for him to listen to this. Man. Uh, but, but, yeah, like, I think we who have lived here and we just, like, it's kind of like when things change slowly, you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Like, when your friend's getting taller and taller, and you're like, next thing you know, you're like, dang, he's six foot two. We used to be the same height. What happened? Alternatively, when things do change, they always stay new. Like the new Hobby Lobby or like the new mall in Macon is still the new mall. <laughs> uh, it's probably yeah. like 10 years old now. Um, but it's like Milledgeville is coming up. And by that, I mean, it just has different options because like when I was in like low like, like freshman they got a panda express yeah we got a panda express and that's talk that you know (laughs) that that's how you know you made it but like a cookout um i mean cookout's pretty good when uh when you it it is there for when you need it uh but so you got waffle house for well is there a waffle house yes there is uh but there's like probably two or three i know there's a huddle house and a waffle house yeah um and both of them are attached to gas stations but it's it's no, like when I was only in one of them's attached to a gas station. When I was in freshman sophomore year of uh, college, and like you know trying to like be on the dating scene a little bit, or like hey like you know the non-committal first few dates, like whatever you do. And I was like I don't like going to the movies because I mean that's me. But um, and before even I mean the Starbucks started to exist at this time, but I didn't really go to starbucks that much at this time so it was like man i want to go get ice cream or something that'd be cool we didn't have anywhere to go get ice cream other than chick-fil-a or dairy queen and it's like oh this sucks but now there's a baskin robbins so that now we used to have a brewster's but that went out of business yeah we also used to have a cute place downtown that also went out of business um so yeah ice cream places downtown never make it that what was it called scoops 
scoops or dips. I'm pretty sure both of it, them were a thing it, at one point. It, yeah, but it was a really cute like ice cream and candy shop that was like right next to the campus downtown. That one did that one did the best, I would say. Yeah, it was it was a neat location, but and and there's a current one, but I don't know yeah. what happened to it. But either way, there there's a lot more to Millsville, but because we live here, I think we drown out a lot of it. Yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot of hometowns. Like, it's got a huge historical aspect to Millsville. It's a, Absolutely. It's got a lot it's, of history there compared to a lot of towns. It's an old town. I mean, a lot of, to, like, the, like uh, the sorority buildings, a lot of them are in, like, I can't call them antebellum. Or, no, I can't call them antebellum. Wait. And they are anti. Anti yeah. means after, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm sitting here thinking, because like, if they're all Greek revival style. <laughs> yeah, they're Greek revival, but um, the thing is, uh, they're Civil like war-ish era. Yeah, because they're. I think they were during the Reconstruction because Millville was burned down during the Civil War, um, like because it was on that path towards Savannah. Yeah. So. And it was the capital at the time. Yeah. Well, no. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I would actually have to look at the dates because I think it shifted to Atlanta like really close after that. But Atlanta was really still big and important though. It shifted to Atlanta after the Civil War. I should, yeah, I should, I should know this off the top of my head, but I ain't, I ain't doing the uh, research (sighs) this 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 episode, but. Antebellum is before the Civil War, by the way. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm sitting there thinking, like, research. yeah, because Antebellum is always like, it's the pre-war when things were still good, and it's like, are you sure about that that adjective? You want to really say good? Okay, sure. Well, let's let's use grammar. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we're talking about what is there to do at Milledgeville? Since we're talking about like the good things of your hometown, and we're t- and like we're ragged on it, but yeah, yeah. So they they have their things like you have the typical things like I said before. You have movies, bowling. You have some nice parks like they have a nice Greenway Park, right? Yeah, it's like a river walk. Yeah, it's like a river walk. They uh, they do have a nice downtown scene. Lots of great restaurants there. I've heard that the the bars and stuff are pretty fun. They have some clubs. It's right there by the college, so it kind of has like a very college feel to it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, also, it's kind of like that size where you get a nice mix. You do have some of the nice, uh, nice amenities, such as a movie theater and a bowling. Mm-hmm. But it's also small enough where, like, I grew up and I could go fishing in neighbors' ponds. You know, that was a thing. Yeah. Or like, we had land where we could hunt. Yeah. Stuff like that. You don't get that like in Atlanta. Yeah, the outer stretches of Milledgeville all the way around are rural communities. So. Yeah, I'll say a lot of folks lake, outside of have the ability. Like when I um when I would tell people, yeah, I'm from Millville, they're like, oh, like you're out from the middle of nowhere. I'm and Millville was the biggest town near us. Like I'm sitting there going, like, no, nah, not the middle of nowhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> but apparently, you know, it was news to me. Yeah. But found that out the hard way. And then uh, I know some of my friends they went like just driving down dirt roads or mudding and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure there was like that's a... That's also something that's not a thing in, like, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably, but you have to drive to the outskirts to do it. Um, There's a dirt road right near my house. No, I mean, like, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, you're not yeah, going to find yeah, many dirt say, roads like, out there. I don't have to drive that far. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Your driveway's a dirt road, but... Um, 
Yeah, so, and part of, like, what's cool about, like, hometowns is sometimes having these little things to do there that aren't necessarily, like, an attraction. So, like, I don't really know how to describe it, but I I call it, like, we were talking about how it's, like, almost like an adventure because it feels like one when you're doing it. But you're talking about the mill. Yeah, the mill. That's why they call it Milledgeville as the sole reason. No, <laughs> I don't really. Know. Uh, it's John Millage was the founder, but oh yeah, yeah. That's I was gonna say that's the name of a school there. Come on, man. The real private. School. The real private school. Yeah, we have a real one and a fake one. Cody went to the fake one, um, but <laughs> it's so the mill. It's I mean it's by the river. It's not active and especially not now, I guess. But it used to be like this. It's on the river, and it was this concrete structure that was kind of just in the woods, so you had to, like, know where to go to get to it. It got a little easier once they started paving the greenway out in that direction. I was like, now they expanded the greenway over there pretty much. Yeah, so it's easier to get to, but it like, it feels like a Tomb Raider level or, like, Assassin's Creed or something because it would be, like you could get into it but you had to like shimmy down this tree to get down to like the like uh the water's edge like the tributary uh that was going to the main river and then you would have to hop across this or like there was a fallen tree that you would cr- walk across and then at some point there would be a concrete slab that i don't know if it fell or if it was just angled like that on purpose but you had to like scramble up it and then you could get to the second floor of this mill that and like it's you know dilapidated you can see like the the grindstones inside of it like the central pivoting structure that was in it before and you could stand in like the second story window like over the river and if you were a brave individual you could jump from it and like go into the river um there was also parts where it's like a slide like where the water would run across and spin the the, whatever it's called. I was to say it used to be a mill, so there was there used to be a water wheel there. Yeah. So the water was all directed through this small channel, and where it came through, it was really deep right there because it was just you know bashing at the the riverbed, mm-hmm. and that's where you could jump off into. Yeah, it's probably about fifteen feet deep there or whatever, and so like you could either go down like the slide type thing off the first floor, or you could climb to the second, and. Um, and it's just a cool little thing to do. Like, obviously, it's not safe or recommended, but, you know, it's a pretty cool thing. There's also, there's also gar in that river. <laughs> I mean, there's gar in every river in South Georgia, so... I'm just saying. I've been standing I've been standing in the river fishing before, and I've, like, seen a gar, like, right near me. It was kind of scary. At the Anderson Water Park in uh, Macon, which is just a park that happens to be near water. It is not a water park. Um in a traditional sense but um there's a like a rope swing and all that kind of stuff out there and like a lot of the jones county crowd would like to go out there and swim and i remember like being out there watching people like swimming and stuff because i wasn't about to get in i didn't bring a swimsuit and i remember looking down in the river like right where people were swimming and just like watching a gar like swimming around i was like ooh. um there's a really creepy looking fish like i highly doubt they would bite anybody because they're they're a little too small to be biting on. I don't know, like man. Leg and stuff, but maybe like a finger. No, gar can get pretty big. Like those are alligator gar, and those are in South Georgia. <laughs> either way, regular. So gar is like this very territorial fish that looks like a, it's got a long snout it, with teeth. It looks like a barracuda, essentially. It it's does, like a river yeah. barracuda, and 
they're very territorial and you don't know what their territory is until you're in it and they're very fast swimmers and it's just like they have all these like jagged teeth so needless to say i don't care if they bite or not i'm not gonna be fair you also like have this irrational fear of things in water Okay, maybe it's not rational. I was about to say, like, we just described a fish with a lot of jagged teeth that usually sneaks up on you. Like, I don't think irrational is quite the word that we would use. Like, I remember one time I showed you some pictures of, like, stuff that people have caught, like, in the, the Milledgeville, the Lake Sinclair. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. That's, like, you are freaked out by very large fish in bodies of water that people swim in. Yeah, I just don't like big you don't like the idea of the unknown giant fish right below you or something it's kind of compounded because i've actually been thinking like contextualizing it lately because i'm sitting there thinking like man what is it i don't like things that are big which is a weird thing to say but like when water is very deep the water is big underneath me and it's also like hard to see. You don't know what's down there. It's kind of like coupled with the fear of the unknown, and then also then the then what's down there kind of thing. I was say to be fair, there are there are alligators in the river. Yeah, like like and also in like Lake Chickalaco right near us, like there alligator sightings happen all the time. And this is a small like lake. And it's up pretty far north, so that's surprising. oh no 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 no. I'm talking about uh, in, oh. in Ivy. Oh yeah yeah okay. Chukalaka potato. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I haven't heard any alligator up here. Um, I was gonna say, I was like, that's really far north. That's very surprising. Yeah, but no, yeah, Mildred. That'd I be mean, wild. Like, there's definitely alligators. No, we have a woodchuck uh, living in in our um, garage, but that's about it. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of the thing I would say about the smaller cities. You have these like that sounds like a gyms almost. Just to clarify, that sounds like a joke, but no, I found out about this the other day. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I would I would say that's the the good thing about the smaller cities compared to the bigger cities is they kind of have like these hidden gym things, things that you just can't do in bigger cities, yeah. per se. Um, so that's kind of nice. And then also, you like growing up, we didn't have to deal with tons of traffic, and you know, mm. I don't know. It's just kind of nice. It's kind of nice knowing a bunch of people, but at the same time, when I come down and visit, it's like, oh, I don't want to go to Walmart. I don't want to see people I know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of compounded. Like, I think... Because you know you'll see someone you know at Walmart. And, like, I don't want really to glorify the small town experience because for some, it can fester a sense of comfort and safety that one might hold on to and not like explore or consider alternatives. Like for instance, I do think that's a big thing. I think a lot of people stick in their hometowns, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I don't think you should fear going out of your hometown. Yeah. And then I think it's a good thing to get out to experience something new. And then if you want to come back, that's fine. Yeah. I think that's just fine. But when it comes down to like, (sighs) like just will not leave out of fear or out of, uh, comfort you know you're too comfortable to leave there's like a level of um i don't know how to say this without it being like at coming off subversive so maybe i'll just like back just off, come a little off bit. subversive well like people in small towns tend to be like racist we can always we can always edit like people in small towns tend to be rather close-minded about things and not be willing to entertain like the possibility of sharing a space with other people that might not look like them or act like them 
and uh, I would say that would that's very true. That's a lot. It's uh, it's I would say it's easier to be closed-minded in a smaller town. Yeah, and like that. Obviously, that's not always the case because like we came from like a small town, and I feel like we're doing okay. But when it comes, no, you're very close-minded. Yeah, I just. I, you think the steak fries are a thing? Steak fries are just. That makes me fine. sound close-minded. Yeah, as I was gonna say, <laughs> maybe. I will not accept steak maybe, fries in my life. Maybe, maybe you should check where you're coming from, buddy, because I think you're on the wrong side of history on that one. But, um. I've had steak fries. I've opened my mind to them, and then I tried them, and then I closed my mind to them. You're ridiculous, <laughs> but um, and it's like not. <sighs> And not saying that, like, obviously everybody in a small town is this way. I would say most people aren't closed-minded, but it's easier to be closed-minded when you don't have those yeah diversity factors right around it's you. Easy to, that it's sense? easier for it to cultivate if, like, the people who aren't going to do this also exist in, like, bigger cities, too. But they're forced to reconcile with that, say, through, like, public transportation or something like that. But in a small town where that's not available, it's easier for it to continue to cultivate. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. Like, you can have these people anywhere, but at the same time, in a small town, if someone says something that would be considered offensive over the phone in Walmart in a small town, uh, it's probably not going to be looked down upon as much as if you're in public transportation filled with you know those people you might be offending or whatever or just in general that yeah that's i feel like that can be um considered safe to say but yeah so uh yeah i mean those people are everywhere and unfortunately it's a little bit easier in a small town to be like that yeah but it's i, I mean it's kind of that trope of yeah. going and being with your family for thanksgiving and like your big old racist uncle or whatever <laughs> like i don't know like that not to say that we have racist uncles, but just the trope of it. I mean, we probably do, but, um, you know, it's, it's just like in a small town, it's not necessarily family. It's just somebody. Or, or let's talk about podcasting. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like, just imagine if you're, if you're from Atlanta, you grew up in Atlanta and all that. And you're like, you, you tell your parents or whatever, you're 20 years old and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm doing a podcast. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. There's some other kids at school that do podcasts maybe. But if being from like Georgia, if you tell someone you're doing a podcast, they're like, so you just talk and people want to listen. to you. I just call it internet radio. <laughs> like I just leave it. Yeah. I'll say you better, you might as well just tell them that you're on the, you do a radio show. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> cause like podcasting, I feel like it, it's, like that's another example of something that was probably get judged a lot more harshly in a small town. Yeah, I would say so as well. Like, um, I just say the show when I'm talking about it at work or whatever. Like, yeah, we are doing this for the show or something like that. Like, I don't sit there and further elucidate or contextualize if unless somebody asks. Uh, like, wait, your brother lives in North Carolina. Like, uh, like how do y'all do the show then? I'm like, oh, it's over the internet. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, that's that's undermining uh, small towns as well. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit, but ah well. I'm from a small town. I can do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's a small town. It's okay for me to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But so one that's up where I like where I'm at now. I was like, talk about Delonica a little bit. I mean, we're talking about Milledgeville specifically. Yeah. So I mean, and we're trying to generalize it for everyone's hometown. Like, if you're from Atlanta, I'm sure there's like great things in Atlanta. Oh yeah, enjoy, definitely. There's definitely Shake a special Shack. spot in everyone's hometown. Yeah, but um, so in up here in Delonica, there's I mean, there's a lot of antiquing. There's a handful of restaurants. There's a handful of bars. It's also a college town. But um, there's one thing in particular that I didn't know about until I was taken for this. But there are a series of caves that are in this area. Now, particularly they're mines. Delonica used to be a mining town. Um, but because it... This is like the equivalent of the mill in Milledgeville. Like when you talk about it, most people know about it. Yeah, like... or In that, in that or town. Or people who are really, I, I don't know, savvy or whatever. But it's like it was a while back and a friend of mine who... Um, John Stamos... Um, he he and like his brother came up so basically it was kind of like um he's taking his brother and like hey we're gonna do like cool adventurous stuff around town so like Delonica is a very like it's a college town but it's like in the mountains so there's like a lot of hiking and a lot of like sightseeing and stuff like that to do yeah and like if you want to go kayaking you could uh all that kind of stuff so uh Basically, it's kind of like if you don't like being outdoors, it's probably not a super great town for adventure stuff, but whatever. So we get some headlamps. He's like, yeah, we're going to go caving. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, there's some caves nearby. We're, we'll ta- we're going to go do that. So we get some headlamps and like some like a length of rope and stuff like that. And when you say he, are you talking about me? Hmm? When you say he, are you talking about me? No, like th- I went before I took you. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, I thought you were telling this story. And I was like. Uh, it sounds a little weird the way he's saying it. Okay, keep no, going. No, like, uh, this is before I took you, but, um, yeah, no, that would sound weird if I was like, yeah, no, I was just thinking about how weird that must have sounded, but, um, and so it's like, there's a shell station that's, like, up on top of the hill on one entrance of town, and, like, if you go park in the back of the parking lot of the hotel next to it, you can get away with having your car there, right? So you park one car up there, you get another car, and you park it at, like, uh, one of the parks that are, um, like, in the valley between town. And, because uh, that's where it's going to put you out at. And you just walk into the woods. And it's one of those things that, like, if you told me to go walk in the woods and go find a cave, I would not have found it. Um, but because he knew where it was. Yeah, it was, it was hard to see. It. I mean, it basically looks like... Unless you know what you're looking for. Yeah, it looks like a burrow of, like, an animal of some kind. It's not something I would climb into. No, absolutely not. And I, I'll i post a picture of it when when this episode goes up, or I'll find it or something. But, like, it does not give you a whole lot of confidence in what's about to happen. But you just shimmy down into this hole, and it... And it goes like I mean you've been there I've taken you as well like I was like let me tell yeah. you about my experience when you took me because yeah you took me and you're like yeah we're gonna go cave and I was like all right this sounds pretty cool and we go into it we, like it's already sounding sketchy when we're parking at the back of the gas station and we're walking like a maybe a mile up this hill into the woods and then when we get to it I'm like oh this isn't like what I imagined the cave mm-hmm. and it was kind of scary because like I mean. Like, if you did not know that this there was an out of this cave, that would be really scary because you're going down at, like, almost a 45-degree angle. Oh, yeah, you were basically sliding down this hill. I was say, if I remember right, it's actually an air duct <laughs> or an air vent, Wanna, right? It's not technically a cave. It, Mining It is kind of an access. 
Yeah, so it's it's not like it's pretty small. Like you couldn't stand up straight. It was probably like four feet diameter. Yeah, you have to hunch. Hole. Yeah. So you're and like if I remember right, we were just kind of like I was kind of guiding myself along the walls, but like essentially sliding down in my boots. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe every once in a while you take a step, but you were kind of sliding ish. Yeah. And like I felt like we were going down for like a couple hundred meters, and I'm just thinking I'm like, man, it'd be really tough to get back out this way. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be scary and you don't have any cell phone service or whatever like nobody knows you're down there if they're caved in like you know that'd be scary yeah and then we did get to this one point it opens up gets kind of big and then you can keep going down or you can kind of go off to the left there's a pathway there and i still remember you did not seem confident about which way to go <laughs> it, it had been like a year since so I'd i was a little nervous at that point there's just one point where it kind of like opens up and there's like a couple different options and like the options are like short so it's not even like you go into it and it's like oh wait no this isn't it but and to be fair the the correct way to go if you go it actually looks like a dead end because there's like a hump and then the ceiling kind of goes down yeah so just glancing at it it looks like a dead end but you can actually go under you that do kind of have to not really belly crawl but you have to get real low get pretty low yeah. Yes, and that's the way out. So it looks like a dead end initially. Yeah, it's it's not exactly a very, again, like confidence inspiring uh, adventure. <laughs> but once you get out, you it it pokes you out in this little holler. That that was actually probably the most dangerous part because it's pretty steep to get from that part of the cave to. The oh next my part. god! Yes, and basically it's just like just imagine a valley going up a hill. But you're going down it, and it's just like dead limbs and stuff like that. So you're trying so hard not to eat it the entire way down. And then there's like a second part of the cave that has like this. The very first part is really difficult because it's like a sheer like rock wall face that you have to kind of get down. And it's probably like, I don't know, six, eight feet tall. Yeah. And we had a rope, but it didn't quite reach. <laughs> yeah. And the, the nearest tree. Yeah. And that's the thing is like um, the... The next part of the cave has sometimes, I say sometimes, but has a leg where it's, um, there's like a root that people tie rope to because they just leave it there. Because the next part of the cave is very difficult to go because we're talking like the 45 degree angle. This one's a little bit steeper and there's like... This one's like 90. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say 90. Well, not, not for like the first, like... I was talking about that little wall still. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But, um... <laughs> You have to go down the hill first. Like, in, you're now in the cave. Oh, okay, And it is yeah. basically a slide. This one, like, there's no, like, not a whole lot to grab onto. And then it, once it ends, then there's that wall. And so, yeah. like, if you're not careful and you're just eating it down, you'll, like, fall. So, like, you have, so it's good to take a rope or um, leave a rope or whatever. So that take a rope, leave a you rope. can guide your way down. And hold on to that rope. Yeah, if I remember right on that wall, I feel like I went down first. I don't know. I feel like I would have went down first. I feel like you would have too, but I felt a little bit more confident in my physical ability to get down that little sheer face without eating yeah. it. Yeah. And then when I got down there, I was like, oh, and then I can like have a foothold for you or something. I don't remember. With my hands or whatever. But, but I remember I almost ate it. <laughs> but at that point, it opens up again, and this is... And there's bats in there, which is... Yeah, cool. there's bats in there. Like, they're sleeping. Um, 
but they're just little trying to sleep. Yeah, trying to sleep. And like that chamber playing. that after the wall is like it's a little open, so I like I think both times I've been down there I've, we've turned off our headlamps in it and just sat and it's like it's dark. There is no no filtered light, there's nothing. But once you get done or you know, turn back your lights and you start going down the next section of the mine. <sighs> Excuse me. Um then it starts getting wet and because that's like where the water table is and then it leads into an actual part of the, the old gold mine and you like there's tracks yeah it. like tracks for the mine carts and stuff and it's also about knee deep in water and this is the coldest water you've ever felt because it doesn't get any sunlight so if you follow it because and at this point it's like left or right if you go left it and it's also winter when we were doing yeah it, it, was, cold. Uh, it was real cold but if you go left it takes you out of the cave if you go right, it'll take you deeper into it. And this water is about as deep that you could probably, with some finagling, take a kayak in it. Like, that's... Yeah, it was almost knee-deep, I would say. Yeah, and you could keep going, and you'll find, like, there's, like, sections where they would put the lights, like, the old, like, simple filament lights. Um, mm-hmm. And you were just walking. It's good to try to like stay on the rails because otherwise you're walking in needy water on rocks and it's easy to like fall and stuff. There's bats in this cave too. But it's just like a really cool experience to go because like you can go to the gold mines in Dahlonega. You can go on a tour. I was going to say, you can go to different, there's caves all over, you know, where you can go and they actually have a tour and stuff like that. And there's lights in the cave. But they'll sit. But there's nothing like this. This was cool. Yeah, this was like. uh, There's a sense of fear. Yeah, like there's just a sense of uncertainty that comes from like, it, it felt like you're on an adventure. And that was really cool. Like I would put it up there with like the mill as far as like, you know. Because otherwise, like, for instance, you could go and do these things. Like, you can go rock climbing or you can, like, hire somebody to take you to do this kind of stuff. But it's also, like, we just kind of did this ourselves, parked in a parking lot and went and did it. You know, like. Yeah. And it's not like it was totally unsafe. It's it's a very common thing for people to do up there. So it's. Not- yeah. Like, you'll you find the traces of other people doing it, too. Like, in that first cave, unfortunately, there's, like, a bunch of garbage because, like, frat guys will go and drink in it and then leave. But whatever. Yeah. So it's like. I don't know. Or I, high schoolers. Saying- I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying that people should go out and do dangerous things just because, but I do think there's something to be said for a little sense of adventure to have a little bit of, you know, take the safety net away just a little bit. Yeah. Just so you have more of that sense of adventure, you know? Yeah. Obviously, you should kind of prepare for a little bit. Let someone know you're going to go. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're gone for three days, maybe they'll search for you. Yeah, because otherwise, that's it. It's kind of like camping. Yeah, you could go to a campsite and everything, but me personally, I like camping just like not at a campsite. Yeah. Like out in the woods. Yeah, you can go to an RV campsite and stuff like that, or you can go to a, like like you said, like a campsite, set up your tent and stuff. But, you know, if you really want like an honest sense of adventure, you just go out into your yard and set up a tent underneath <laughs> your porch. <laughs> Is that where you're going with that? Yes. Nice. (laughs) Plug up the TV. (laughs) No. 
I, I mean, I think there's something to be said to, to having adventures like that that do kind of pull back the safety net just a little bit, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. I think everybody, it's kind of like, I think everybody should kind of get out of their hometown, explore a little bit, see new things, you know? Mm-hmm. No reason why not, you know? Pull back the safety net just a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I think I think that's a pretty good rendition of small towns, uh, that hometown feeling that we have. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like it's a little bit harder to have that, like, sense of admiration for your hometown when you live in a big city. Because it's like, when you're a hometown, you know, like, all the nooks and crannies and everything, and you're like, oh, yeah, this this is my hometown. I know everything about mm-hmm. it. But like when, like say, if you came from Atlanta, I couldn't imagine being like, "Oh yeah, this is my hometown where it's constantly changing. It's totally different than it was five years ago." Alternatively, I just feel like it would. You can still be. You can still have that sense of hometown. It's just hard for me to comprehend that. I yeah, I, I would feel like because of our predilections, it can be hard to conceptualize that. Because I feel like. For instance, like some people are really like proud from being from Macon or something like that, like Mac Town, you know, stuff like that. But I can't. Or Marietta. Or Marietta, or, or you know. Stuff like that. Or like people are like, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Marietta, and it's like, eh, well. <laughs> That's another thing that gets judged pretty harshly by smaller towns. They'd be like, oh no, no, no I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Kennesaw. It's like, yeah. You're from Atlanta. You. you said Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Which alternatively, uh, but, it mean, doesn't matter. If I'm you're talking much... to someone from out of the state, it's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Milledgeville. And they're like, I was and saying, it's like, I'm from two hours south of Atlanta. It's <laughs> probably Atlanta and Savannah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, and even I'm like that. Like, I went to college up in Marietta, and I would tell people that. And then, like, even my dad, he'd be like, you mean Atlanta? I was like, no, I mean Marietta. It's, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess for all intents and purposes, it is Metro Atlanta, but yeah. It's and I guess I guess I do have that sense of like it's not a hometown thing, but like I have that sense of connection with Marietta. Yeah, it's just a place where you live for an extended period of time. In the worst apartments, except for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, Delk Road was sketch, man. Which one? Uh, the very first apartment I lived in was uh, on Delk Road, and Delk Road's kind of a crappy, crappier area. I don't remember if I had been to that one. I don't know if you did either. I remember seeing. I came to you once at the dorm, and then there was one that. Uh, it was like it may have been the Delk Road one. I'm trying to remember. Do you know who I was living with? No. But what did we do when you came down? I think we went. To be honest, I don't remember. I think you're making. Stuff. I'm not, but it's by a McDonald's. Like you had to go up. Was the McDonald's right across? the Yeah. Road? That's Delk Road. And yeah. it's like you turn right into a, like a little subdivision. And it's a pretty steep hill. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's Delk. I don't remember what we were doing, but that that was something. But. Yeah, like um, Delk Delk Road itself had a lot of adventures. There was some lady who like drove over the curb and ran into someone's porch, and like, and I mean, like the the way these were built, they were on steep hills. Mm-hmm. So she was like, the parking is like on the second floor level, 
but she drove over the curb and her car went down and smashed into the porch on the first floor level. Oh. Huh. And we spent all night watching like three cranes try and get that car out. Not cranes, but uh, tow trucks. Yeah. Which essentially the third tow truck was a crane yeah, for all intents and purposes. They fucking lifted the car out just straight up by the bumper, like the back end. <laughs> like it wasn't like a towing it out. It was just like a lifted out. <laughs> <laughs> we would charge um, you for a then, tow, but it really wasn't. Um, wow. There was there was a there was some kind of shooting that went. Oh my gosh! Uh, not like, not like a shooting. I'm not saying like a mass shooting, but there was a shot fired in the apartment. Oh, complex. That wasn't you. Not in our building. No, not in our building. But in somewhere in the apartment complex, there was a shot fired. Like, did you hear it, or did you just hear like reports of it? Oh, we definitely heard. Oh it, wow! And then we saw the reports of it later. Hmm. Yeah, that is a little. Uh, huh. You gotta, you gotta lift back the safety net a you little bit. You gotta lift back that safety net a little <laughs> bit, I guess. Um, no. No, it was fun, though. Uh, but I I don't know. I feel like we've painted a pretty good rendition of Small Town. I think so, too. And we kinda, we've kind of touched on the importance of adventures, having adventures with your mm-hmm. friends. Now, I would like to hear about adventures that you think, because we, we basically grew up together. We've been together since diapers, so we've been in each other's adventures. Like, nine times out of ten, if I'm telling a story... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. So, what adventure do you think you've been on that I missed out on? The one that, I, like, the one adventure, I think, that, like, you should have been there, or, like, or just trying to think that, of something big, that I've done that you haven't. A big experience that you had that I actually was not present for. Well, the one that immediately comes to mind is the car accident. I should have been there. Well, that, <laughs> not that you should have been there. It's just that everybody else was there. Like I do feel like I missed out a little bit, though. There's a connection that I'm missing yeah, out Yeah, you on. missed the car crash best friends. Um, no, so, like, we were going... I feel like you don't even have a Facebook page without... <laughs> no. Um, but it's a group. But... So... <laughs> We were going to Virginia to go play airsoft um, at like a really big field called Ballahawk, and they were doing a really cool like Fallout themed event, uh, which was really cool. And this is what I mean by like it's hard to bl- multi day. Yeah, multi day. Like- you go out. There's no teams. You got to scavenge for food and stuff. It was really cool. And this is, and when I say like you should have been there. It was not the car accident. It's just that we had already, like, we had went airsofting before. We had been to fields before. All this kind of stuff. Like, you and I went to, like, paintball tournaments together and stuff like that. So, all intents and purposes, I don't know why you weren't there. But, uh, yeah. Now, on the way home, uh, when, you know, that Monday or whatever, or, yeah, we got a hotel one night, or... For two nights because of the um uh, it started raining really bad and our tent flooded but uh we had to do that and we were leaving and this was my first real bad car accident but we were t-boned on a highway and there were eight of us in that tahoe and everybody was like and a u-haul and trailer, a u-haul right? trailer i mean nobody was in the u-haul but um <laughs> But yeah, we were T-boned and it, we flipped twice and uh, had all of our shit scare, scattered across the highway and stuff like that. And uh, we had to stay a, a couple extra days because none of us were old enough to like rent a car and we had to wait for like 
our parents to get the facilities to come up and like you know get everybody so it, we had to we had to rough it for a couple of days and by that i mean like one night we or we one day we stayed as long as we could in the hospital because like we had to go to the hospital one of our one of us broke our ribs and um and so but we didn't have like a hotel or nothing and because we were we weren't able to get a hotel i think because like we were still pretty young and like it took um like you were just under the age where you can do it like there's like i think i was 20 ages, like hotels and rental cars yeah like it's like i'm sorry am i not an adult at 18 yeah like so one of us are like our moms or whatever were like you know they they have like a they were like a member at one of these hotels or something like that or i don't know part of their rewards program so we were like cashing in on some points to get a room to stay while and like shower and stuff because it'd been like i don't know hours like <laughs> um one of our guys lost a shoe in the car accident like it flew out the window essentially and um so he had one of them he didn't have the other so he walked to the CVS that was near the hospital and went and bought a stocking, <laughs> like a like a Christmas stocking, because this was right before Christmas, and um, <laughs> and he was walking and he was walking around. Well, he was like, I only have I only need one shoe, <laughs> so he bought a stocking to walk around in, and uh, so <laughs> we got one guy in a sling, his hoodie, because like if you're if they take you into an ambulance, they'll cut your shirt in half. Like, yeah. so they do that. Um, so his, so he's wearing his hoodie, like a zip up, like it was like a, like a pullover hoodie. Is it... And so it's cut in half and he's like, he was like, I'll take off the hoodie. It's okay. My ribs don't hurt. I'll do this. Like, don't cut it up. Like our clothes are just thrown out everywhere. <laughs> like we are barely trying to get everything scrambled together, you know? So we ain't got shit, dude. We barely had like, I think. Well, we didn't have a phone charger actually actually so we had to go to that CVS to get like phone chargers and stuff like that and um and so i i'm slung up cuz like my arm was sprained and like the only thing i have is that that military jacket that i have you, you know the one um that green one that i wear all the time um yeah. so i have that but i have my arm slung up underneath it so it looks like i don't have an arm i'm wearing like a beanie and like we're wearing like pajamas cuz we went to Chick-fil-A that morning and then we're driving home and then made it 15 minutes out of uh um whatever virginia beach or whatever and um <laughs> or chesapeake rather and yeah so it was just this huge shit show uh and like the rest of us are just like busted we're dirty we don't smell good because like again we were just across the highway and and by all means i don't know how you missed out on that I'm glad you did because it sucked, but like that was that was an adventure. That that was one nice shower though. I gotta tell you, when we finally got into that hotel room, <laughs> and we were just sitting. I mean, it was just all like all of us in one room. Just they're like, it's gonna be too many of y'all, and I'm like, and we had to sit there and like the mother we were talking to on the phone was like, give her the phone right now, and like I went up and <laughs> like was talking to her, and she's like, so all y'all need a room? I'm like, yeah. Did you happen to hear about a car accident earlier? Like, this sucks for us. Otherwise, we're going to sit in your lobby, okay? Like, you can either give us a room. <laughs> we're not going to go party. We all hurt. We all suck. We need a shower. And we need to wait the next eight hours that it takes 
for like all of our parents to convoy up here. Okay. And eventually it took like, uh, Miss Harrell, uh, Mitch's mom, uh, yelling, like, do you see these boys? They're standing right in front of you. Oh my God. Like, let them in. Whatever. And like, not to like rag on the girl. She was, she was like, she, she was like I mean, young and like this is probably like a first job or up there like she was doing homework at the desk she was like the night person so like i can't blame her too much she's only following rules and stuff but it was just one of those like yeah say it's policies but then again, we've had a rough day man get, yeah some policies and rules they just need to be broken yeah sometimes so for some situations. so what's an adventure i missed out on I feel like it'd probably have to be something with me and Josh. Yeah. Um. First of all, you've never been down. You've never been canoeing with me. No, I never have. The only time I've ever spent... We all were convinced we were going to take a river trip. I'm still convinced we're doing a river trip. <laughs> we all were convinced we were going to do a river trip. House past tense for a reason. Can you Dude. imagine how young we were, though? We were planning that, like stupid young but like you bought a john boat this is the boat that we were floating in not a john it's boat. not no oh. it's a canoe <laughs> was it the big metal thing uh we didn't buy that that was just laying in grandpa's yard of trash and it had a <laughs> the yard of trash we i mean hey it still floated well enough while we were trying to blow up that two liter I'll say it stayed afloat long yeah enough. it stays stays afloat long enough so we're doing that so yeah like we were planning that that's probably that's an adventure we all missed out on uh we're still gonna have mm -hmm. it so don't think you okay but uh you gotta lift that safety net back a little bit um (laughs) we're still doing a three-day river trip okay anyways uh well first of all i would say an adventure that you that we both missed out on is like kind of like being in college together yeah, that would have been going fun. to the same college would have been really cool. Or really just like I, having the facilities to either be in the same college or be living in the same college town. Like those first few years of like slumming it, I think would have been real cool. Like, like for instance, like when Karen, like uh, I feel like we there was a good possibility we would have bought a school bus to live in for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there probably would have been, admittedly. But, like, the whole, like, well, I don't have classes right now, so you want to play Minecraft until whatever? Like, I feel like that level of just, like, kicking back. Basically, what I did at John Stamos's house, essentially, for, like, the one year I lived, like, out of a bedroom that really sucked, you know, John and Debs, um, where I just lived at their house for a while. I think, like, that type of thing would have been pretty kick-ass, like, between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. But a specific adventure, I would say, because I think you were definitely invited, but you didn't go. Mm-hmm. We went up to, I don't know if we actually even saw you. You were working at Amicalola. Oh, yeah. And me and Josh went up for when, a disc golf When, when y'all went to go watch the, to the movies, and y'all went to the Holly Theater in uh, Dahlonega and realized that it was a live theater, not a movie theater. We ain't got no yeah, movies here. If someone opened a theater in Delano, I'd probably do really well. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, so we were going to go camp out in the mountains. 
uh, because we were doing a disc golf tournament the next day. And we went to go camp out. Uh, it's like it's like some land that we that our family has in the mountains. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, it's it's literally just land. There's an old decrepit cabin on mm-hmm. it, but it's literally falling apart. But we haven't been up there in forever, so we went and like looked through the cabin and everything. Very creepy. There was a note written in the dust that had fallen on a mirror. Oh. Yeah. There what was, did like, the note say? So uh, I might have to get back to you on it. I know it said something like it was something kind of creepy, and it also kind of didn't make sense. Because to me, like you go to an old family cabin, and there is a note there. I don't understand how that isn't burned into your like brain, because that is some it haunted shit, bit. dude. Yeah. So like, first of all, the mirror was like set up to where like whoever walks in the door is looking right in the mirror, kind of. Bro, are you sure your dad didn't do that? I'm positive. He hasn't been up there. Before. I don't, but, okay, but, like, I'm just saying, like, if, well, all right, well, here's some ideas. When If, if He's ever. Like, here, we won't go here in 20 years, and they'll go visit one day, and this will be set If up. ever, you know, the cabin becomes yours, and you decide that you're not going to go there for 20 years, it's funny. That's funny shit, but. To be fair, I'm pretty sure it was uh, squatted in from time to time, because it wasn't hard to get there. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Um. So there was a mirror set up facing like the people who entered the cabin, and there was, was dust covered, right? But there was a message written in the dust, mm-hmm. and it was written. First of all, it was written backwards. Okay. And it was a there was a, it was a date. Okay. But the date was in the future. Oh. This is a little creepy. Um, a little. <laughs> anyway, we still set up camp. We set up the. Tent, <laughs> and we still stayed there. The white, well, the ironic? white guy in a horror story. Like, <laughs> I think we're good. I think, I think we're, we're good. good. Ghosts aren't real. No, what's Scooby Doo shit intensifies. Well, it was also scary because we got into the uh, the tent and everything. We were sleeping, and I remember there was one point in the night where it just sounded like this. It was like, <laughs> just like a bunch of sniffing or something. Like it was very loud breathing, sniffing kind of noise. Oh. And I thought it was Josh, and I brought it up to him the next day while we we're doing the disc golf tournament. And then Josh is like, "Yeah, I heard it too. I thought it was you." So we're like, "Dude, I think we got sniffed by a bear." I don't know. I don't it was trust that or Josh. A big dog. Because the coyote thing. <laughs> and we also came in second in the disc golf tournament. We like, and it's at Meeks Park, which is our last. Yeah. Park. But we don't we don't own the park. To be honest, like so it's just like it's a very it, fun thing for me and Josh to do, and it would have been cool if you would have came. Yeah, through. like, but the second year we did it, we actually stayed in a hotel in Blairsville, mm-hmm. which has the best breakfast place. That's also something that we do every time we do this. It's called Hole in the Wall. It's the best. Yeah, ever. we went there the next morning. It was snowing. It, like snow came overnight, and it looked great. It looked beautiful. Yeah, because it's mountainy mm-hmm. and stuff. And we went into Hole in the Wall, and we're like, oh, man, they're probably not going to be open. They were open. And then the guy the, the guy who owns it or whatever, he's like, gave us menus and everything. We ordered uh, banana nut pancakes. And he's like, oh, man, I don't have any bananas. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll find something different. He's like, no, 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 I'll go run to the grocery store. He goes and runs to the grocery store <laughs> to go get bananas to make us banana, banana nut pancakes. In the middle of snow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, 
dang, that's the kind of dedication. You ain't going to get anywhere but Hole in the Wall. I guess not. It's the best breakfast place ever. If you ever go to Blairsville, Georgia, go to Hole in the Wall. Tell him we sent you. You won't get a discount. But <laughs> he won't even remember he us. Probably won't even, he probably won't even know. He's like, who's KWC? Anyway, um, that was fun. And then we played disc golf in the snow, which was a first for me. And it was like the perfect kind of snow because it wasn't super cold. Yeah. And it wasn't like sloshy and wet. It was just like pristine. It was really No, cool. I'm actually, I think I might remember the snowstorm you're talking about because on this timeline, I, st- I would have still been at Amagloa and I was barring for, it was, um, I don't remember the group, but it was like mid-afternoon. It may have been like either a business meeting or like a wedding or something like that. And the thing is, is like, when we were there, like when you work there, you're on top of a mountain. So if there's a potential for snow, they tell you to pack a bag because you you're not getting down. And you're not getting yeah. down. Yeah. So they'll they'll hole you up or whatever so that, you know, you're not driving in unsafe conditions or whatever. And then literally that afternoon, it just snowed just all over the place. Like it was a huge blizzard. <laughs> and like, and I'm sitting there, like all of us, there are videos of all of us that like we took with our phones of all of us going like, oh, holy shit no oh my because it was like it was a crazy storm out of nowhere and like it wasn't dangerous or nothing but we were like freaking out because like none of us packed a bag and there's nothing worse than being stuck up on amicalola without a bag they'll give you a toothbrush and toothpaste and stuff like that but i'm talking that place is boring as hell but um (laughs) well for people who don't it's kind of like your hometown you're seeing it from your eyes so you're bored it's just like i've seen the mountains it's pretty I want to play. Also, I want to play cards. It's also your job. Yeah, it's your job. So that also kind of sucks being stuck in. Now your that job. being said, the few times we have been snowed up there have been stupid fun. If you got the, like the right shift up there, like the right crowd, like it can be fun as all get out. Like I have went hiking. Yeah. Drunk as a skunk, dude. Because like right before we closed, um, one of my coworkers bought like just a couple bottles of wine from the restaurant. And he was like, we played Magic the Gathering, like, on a restaurant table at midnight, just drinking wine. And at some point, we're like, let's go hiking. <laughs> and we did. Uh, we're going to go check out the campground to see if, like, what's... Because, like, there's a campground up there. We're going to see how they're doing. And, like, we went up there, and, like, we weren't, we weren't like, slosh-losh, because I wouldn't recommend that. But we are hiking on a mountain that's covered in snow that does have bears on it. At night, like I had a headlamp at night, and I think I was wearing a GoPro too. Just I was like, I want to record just in case something bad happens, and uh, like a Blair Witch Chronicles type thing. Yeah, just that kind of stuff. But it was it was a fun night. Um, that's also one of those adventures I think that you would have been real cool to have there, um, because again, like it was like a sleepover. <laughs> All right, so I think uh, we talked about hometowns and we talked about just some of our adventures that we've had and uh, parts that we think the others should have joined in on. Yeah. But I think we should probably close out pretty soon. Yeah, I think we could wrap it up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, Do you have anything you want to throw out there? Uh, We still haven't gotten any votes on the Pop-Tarts, so I guess y'all don't care who wins. Y'all don't ever want to find out. I'll put up a a poll on Twitter or something to see if anybody will do that yeah, um put a poll on twitter i put a i put a post on facebook now facebook does not allow you to create polls with more than two options on a facebook page 
do you think we should make like a community page? Because I noticed that those are different than like, for instance, like on for my other podcast, Tell Me About Your Elf, um, I've noticed that you can make a community page for it. And I'm like, I thought this was the community page, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what the difference is. Facebook should make it, you know, make more sense. Yeah, I feel like if this is the bottom tier social media website that everybody has i feel like it should be user friendly you're going the way of myspace facebook you better watch Ooh, yikes. out you better make sure you have poll options with more than two options either way so it's i basically a poll. set up it's, a, it's facilitating yeah, it's a the two-party system and yeah so i basically uh just commented the four flavors and i want people to like which one that they like the most or which one they think will yeah win. that's how we're doing the voting since facebook is for all intents and purposes, retarded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that. Anything else we want to call out? Uh, go check out Audible. Yeah, go check out Audible. Using using our handle. Preferably, yeah. You can check it out anyway. Don't check it out by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah use uh, Ketchup with Crab Legs, uh, audible.com slash Ketchup with Crab Legs. And, uh, yeah, you can find that posted around on Facebook and, and in the descriptions for the podcast episodes. Yeah. We do need some reviews for the podcast episode, so that's another call to action. Yeah, I did notice that it, it doesn't it won't happen through Pinecast because apparently we have to be like a next tier up as far as like cuz I was looking at that for Tell Me About Your Health, the other podcast that I'm on, and uh wow. it was like, "Oh, check out your feedback." And I was looking and it's like, "Upgrade." I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Hold on." But um I haven't checked it out on You can leave a review on iTunes though. I know you can do that. Um and yeah, I haven't checked to see if we're reviewed. On I haven't either because I don't have an iPhone. But yeah, uh, I'll check it out in a minute. I'm berating our audience for not doing it. Maybe they, maybe they've all maybe there's maybe, maybe they're uh, calling back like, yeah. we love you so much. We're sorry, but you can't see it apparently. <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> so I think that pretty much wraps yeah. it up. Anything else? No. Check out my other podcast. All that I'm right. on. Tell me about your. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Uh, who said that? Is there an echo in here? <laughs> it is doing really well. It's uh, it's very interesting. A lot of people love it. It's a uh, it's a good niche. It depends if you're interested in D. If you like Dungeons uh, and Dragons or other tabletop uh, role playing games, uh, I interview people about their characters and let them talk about either why they made them, uh, yeah. their favorite parts about them, stuff like that. And if you were thinking about starting one with somebody, it'd probably be it'd probably be helpful to listen to it too, because it's about the character development. Or oh whatever. yeah, definitely. Um, it's analyzing like character traits, and it's supposed to be like really accessible. Uh, f- and I've heard it hits pretty close to home. Like it hits pretty heart to heart too. So. Yeah, like because uh, people tend to really care about their their D and D characters usually because they're either an extension of the self or something like that. And that's something I'm analyzing while I'm going on, or or asking about while I'm going. And yeah, so it's giving, uh, it's kind of reaching in pretty deep, I think, or, or at least hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thank and you. here is Josh's decision. Is that going to be in here? Hey there, KWC listeners. Here we are with our third party, affin- uh, third party opinion. Good luck, Cole, editing that. Um, <laughs> so here he is. He's very late with this. I don't know what, what took him so long. Did you, did you have computer issues? Were you chased by, you know, hyenas or something? Were you stuck in? Uh, I was busy saving the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Yeah. You're still here, aren't you? 
<laughs> our listeners are still here? Okay, then I did a great job. So we have our third-party opinion. Ari revealed the answer if you read it. Uh, I did give a spoiler alert, so if you haven't read it, uh, you don't know yet, so you're about to find out. The contestants that we're talking about again are Brown Sugar Cinnamon Classic versus Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough. Uh, so as you a little recap here, me and Cole both thought they were pretty, pretty close. Cole gave it to Brown Sugar Cinnamon. I gave it to Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough. Uh, Wait a minute. You were the traitor? I was the traitor. It was wow. blasphemous. Yeah. You know, you should never have a brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart for the rest of your life. I felt a little charge of static electricity. I thought I was about to get struck down by lightning. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my reasoning, once again, was because when eating them cold, I think chocolate chip cookie dough was better. And I do recognize a bias that I have for brown sugar cinnamon. So I thought it was only fair to give them a third-party opinion. And... What do you think? Uh, well, I, I okay. To be completely honest, I am a little biased as well. Uh, I've but I've, we have three biased opinions. <laughs> that is true, and I've to be perfectly honest, I've been living off brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts since uh, since I was probably like eight years old. I've been living off these things. It's like eating cardboard, but they've kept me alive. It's like eating cardboard, so it sounds like you're saying they don't taste well. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're comparing them to Triscuits. No, I will say the the cold uh, cookie dough one's pretty good, though. It's not bad. But I tell you what, nothing in this world beats a warmed-up brown sugar cinnamon. Okay, nothing. but this is an overall. Okay. You have overall. to consider both. The, the, warm, the warm cookie dough, I, I feel like the warm cookie dough and the cold cookie dough are very, very similar. And they're both pretty good. Now, hold on. Let me take another bite of this cold brown sugar cinnamon just to get my bearings here. Mmm. Mmm. Now, those are Pop-Tart you can run and go with. No matter what, this baby will never let you down. Brown sugar cinnamon all the way. So it sounds like brown sugar cinnamon is winning. Oh, clearly. So you you declare them the winner. Now, you've never had chocolate chip cookie dough. After having them, could you see yourself purchasing them in the future? Could you see yourself indulging in chocolate chip cookie dough every once in a while to break the monotony of brown sugar cinnamon? No, I you know I, I do see a scenario where I do that, and that is if Kellogg's made the terrible decision to stop producing brown sugar cinnamon, and then in that scenario. I would probably mix it up with a little bit of chocolate chip chocolate cookie chip dough. Chocolate chip cookie dough would be in your batting lineup for yeah. things. You know, to mix well, you know what with. I would like to compare chocolate chip cookie dough and the cho- chocolate chip. Well, because that that chocolate, that. well, On that chocolate, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that chocolate chip one was pretty darn good. So you think chocolate chip was better than chocolate chip cookie dough? It's hard to say. It's hard to distance, say right now, but I remember chocolate chip being surprisingly really good. That'd be interesting to ask Cole. I know my answer would be chocolate chip cookie dough is better than chocolate chip. So that would be surprising to see what Cole thinks in that scenario. Uh, maybe we'll kind of do a recap about, episode where we talk about the tournament in general. How about this, Kellogg's? How about this, Kellogg's? Chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream Pop-Tart. There's your next one. I don't know about that. They didn't seem to do too well with their ice cream Pop-Tarts that we've eaten in the past. Like strawberry milkshake was... One of the worst ones. Well, cookie dough is a very common, or excuse me, 
Cookies and creams are common. They have a cookies ice and cream, cream. pop tart. You have not tasted it. I have not. But we did, and it made it to the final four. Yeah, I saw that it did pretty well, so I'm going to have to taste this. I think I have some at home. Maybe. I've given you some Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Uh, donation from the Great Library of Pop-Tarts. Mm. So uh, your final answer is brown sugar cinnamon. Brown sugar cinnamon all the way. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say at the end of this podcast? I'll be back. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.